You're welcome in. 3HL is on the air. 104.5 The Zone. It is a game day, and we are broadcasting live on some kind of stage type thing. We're elevated at Nissan Stadium right outside the uh, Outside team. the building. Outside the, the building. Yeah, in the team store. Oh, yeah. My bad. <laughs> at the store. Brent Doherty, Don Davenport. Hi. You are festive today. I got my Titan Santa hat on. Let's do it. Don's going to be handing out lots of presents to anybody that walks by. Is that what's happening? You're Santa? Uh, Titan Santa? Negative. That That is a negative. Let me put these headphones on. I got a little extra padding with this hat. Crazy. <laughs> and there he is. He's Ron Slate. Hey. <laughs> I love walking anywhere with you. People just start screaming various things. Yeah, I, I listen. Car ain't got no roof. Come on, man. I'm in the building. Come on, man. Lock the door. Go slay balls. ride. Go slay ride. Like, come mm-hmm. on, come on, Babs. It's slay like, dog. Come on, man. It's real. That's my Smith name for me. Really? Slay dog. <laughs> I have heard it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what though? Hey, man, I told y'all, boy, I told y'all. Woo! We went hunting. What did you tell us yesterday? I told y'all. You got to play physical Physical. if you are Tennessee. Oh, they brought the physicality, that's for sure. Olivia, listen. Man, see, Falk is up. Listen. Hey, Hey, man, we love you, Falky. Man, you continue to do that, my brother. Don't you go, don't you dare go play pro. Don't you dare leave that city. You are a hero for life. You understand that? He is the fourth oldest player in college basketball. Man, and man he had a ball last night. Dude. And it was funny because as I was watching that Tennessee-Arizona game, I was thinking about what you were saying. you got to go down low and get into their body. You got to. Yep. And that's what they kept doing. And they fouled three guys out. Yep. Key guys. Bul- not just anybody. Bulky drew 13 fouls himself. That is, you want to talk about an active player? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that game in and of itself was like the, the re- not really revenge, but that was the, the comeback factor for Polky yeah. this year yep. after last season. Like, th- like this was it. This was his statement. Here you go. This is what I bring. This is what I can do. Anybody talking about last season, here. Yeah. here let me just put this is. right here on film for you. And these are the games where I answer. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was big the time. The big one. That, that, was, that was two really good teams. It felt like an elite eight game. Yeah. Down that was, the stretch of it that was fun, wasn't that it? That was turning. It, it was, was fun. Uh, Fulkerson put on uh, – Fulkerson had a quote. He was asked, when's the last time you dominated like that? And he said, last night when I played Fortnite. Is that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> I, said was I love it. I love it. Uh, some, big kid. some basketball news. We'll get into that game uh, in just a little while. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. How did I just? Whoa! I haven't said Woj's name in so long that I just blew it. Woj, Woj bomb. It happens. ESPN story on the imminent NBA NBPA agreement for reduced quarantines with COVID positive players is coming everywhere. It's coming everywhere. So the business at hand: San Francisco 49ers are in town. The Tennessee Titans, a three and a half point underdog. Yeah. That down hadn't to, moved? Down to three in a lot of places, actually, now that yeah. I say that. Um, hey, that's about 
how many offensive linemen the Titans are down to, actually. <laughs> yeah, Kendall Lamb, who was, <laughs> Kendall Lamb, who was going to play left tackle for the injured Taylor Lewan, is uh, in COVID reserve, COVID list, however they say that. Uh, now, so if you can play left tackle, this is go, the time. Go, go look for the locker room. Knock on the door. What's Ramon doing? He'll guard. I don't care. What's Ramon doing? Christmas shopping. <laughs> My man long gone, baby. <laughs> oh, Why did Mickey man. were talking about that today? Like, Ramon, just sign a one-day contract. Let's go. Although, shoot, with all the protocols, it's not even like you could pick somebody up off the street and throw them <laughs> no. out there like in the old days. Right. It you might got, you have the to whole wait. Line. Yeah. Ugh. That's so, when you look at the offensive line, it's Quesenberry at right tackle, who gave up, what, two sacks last week? Yep. <laughs> Nate Davis. I'm sorry, I laugh because it's like, <laughs> like yeah. holy hell, like, honestly. Like, yeah. that's your, that's your, I mean, that should be your reaction if you're Brian Tannehill. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got to be a joke. Right. But this is why he's uneasy in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, this is all these oh, he's right about here. to be real uneasy. Yeah. So then I was like, thinking, Todd Durney, Downing, you better work. You Better work. You better work. Work it, girl. Better work, Downing. All right, uh, right guard Nate Davis. Yeah. So I, I told Slay when I wrote down Nate Davis's name. That's a guy that we nobody's really talked about, yeah. which means he's probably playing pretty well. I don't know. Center Ben Jones. And then this is where it gets a little interesting. Uh, left guard Aaron Brewer. <sighs> left tackle. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who are the, uh, what are the options here? I mean the the first option may be Dylan Radens, but how much is he ta- how much is he practiced at tackle? I don't know. But you you ain't gonna put Brewer there. No, I th- you Ooh. know t- typically no <laughs> typically um, NFL coaches typically would rather just insert one guy as opposed to moving people, and so like you don't move Quezen. Quesenberry, because then you got a new guy at left tackle, a new guy at right tackle. Right. You know what I'm well, I mean, how often do you step into this situation, though? And and I mean, you knew coming in that you weren't going to have Lawan, right? That you knew that. You knew where you were. You pretty much knew you weren't going to have Saffold. Mm-hmm. So you at least had some kind of. Well, I say time to prepare. On top of it, you're on a short work week, right. so you really. You really just flat out don't have time pre- to prepare, but you knew from the get go that Lawan was done. It's, oh. I mean, yeah. it's just brutal because you're in a terrible spot anyway. It's ugly. Prior to this now new COVID. Now let's hope he's. I'm assuming that was a random test, right? Or it could be he had symptoms and and tested. Who knows? But I don't know. I mean, he put the story out there. On Instagram, it was him. I right? wonder, did they have to? Did they have to test because of Devin Bush and those guys? I don't it? think so because oh, the okay. new protocols of just the randomly picked players to gotcha. be tested is in place. That is. So yeah. that that announcement came out what last Saturday because we were kind of uh, it, it kind of flew under the radar of of the NFL changing their policy and not testing every single player every week. Mm-hmm. So that happened last Saturday, and so it was implemented. Uh, from what I understand, right away, well, that it's a an, an outside business that handles it that randomly selects players to test as long as there are no symptoms. You know what? So you're not testing everybody. So Quesenberry, oh. Nate Davis, Ben Jones, Aaron Brewer, and maybe Dylan Radens. 
Maybe. Maybe. Ron Slay. Maybe. Maybe anybody. He'll be anybody. I tell you what, though. As nervous as I am, I'm that hype, too. You're hyped and nervous. Uh, nervous <laughs> and hyped. Yeah, I'm more, and, and really, I'm more hyped and nervous still, even with all this going on. You want to know why? Why? i tell you when we get back. Oh, Are you, yeah. you want me to tell you right now? I'd rather you tell me right now because well, Will Foster is going to join us when we get back. Michelle Wills, guess what, man? Anytime you disrespect a dog for one game, that dog will come out and hunt. Jeff Simmons was totally disrespected. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not only was he disrespected, his brothers know he was disrespected. Harold Landry got a chip on his shoulder, too. But Bayard back there in the back saying, oh, now y'all got the game messed up. I don't get these picks and be all pro without this man acting a fool up front. You understand what I'm sure. saying? Like, and that's what he said. What's dude, the difference from last year's defense? Look up front. Oh, it's no question. Look at the quarterback pressure that they, no they're getting. And that that's ain't no homer stuff or anything. This man here has been dominant on a winning team that's been bogged down by injuries and still find it. They ain't even really. Honestly, y'all, the Titans ain't supposed to be in no games. Really? When you talk to people around the league. I mean, I know it's pro and, and everything, but. People in the league on, understand man. that Big Jeff is is one of the top two or three defensive Come on, linemen in the game. Come on, and, and it's without question. So, to show you what it means, he went on social media and put a lion with blood coming out of his mouth. It was a hunting. very graphic very. lion picture. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and say that. Hey. Because. I saw it first thing this morning. Yeah. And uh, it was a little early for me to witness <laughs> that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good morning, Babs. That was, that was not one that I showed to baby Babs yeah. for her to go. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That lets we, you know. Uh, we skipped that picture yeah, of, of the lion. That lets you know, though, Babs, where his mindset is mm-hmm. coming into this. Then I'm going to tell you, listen, from a player's perspective, you ride into a beautiful Sunday day like this on a Thursday night, and you were disrespected by whoever it was, but it's one person playing tonight. That's Jeff Simmons. He's on national TV. Everybody get to watch. The last time that happened, that was in L.A. Against we saw a, what happened. a really good run game. Come on, man. Come on now. And All a right. chance to really make a statement. What did Coach Mack say needs to happen? I said, do they need to go helmet on helmet, Coach Mack, and just go with He said, no, they need to be disruptive. This man about to cause havoc. I can't wait to see it. There's so many interesting elements to in this I'm game. I'm going to bet on the Titans again. Okay. Well, here's my concern. <laughs> I'm going to bet on them Great. again. Get, do, do you remember what happened against the Steelers last week? Do you remember what this Titans defense did? Oh, yeah. And don't come at me and say the Steelers offense right. is garbage. I don't right. want to hear it because what they did is good, and I don't care right. what kind of offense they're facing. You're right. And guess what? You're right. They still lost. They're still fresh. They still lost. Yeah, this wound is fresh. I'm just salt. saying. They pouring salt in that man wound. I'm saying Jeffrey Simmons might be able to go off and do whatever. I mean, just just absolutely make a statement, and it still won't matter. Ooh. You're going all in on San Francisco. Wee. If the Titans don't turn the ball over, it's going to be a game. The Titans they, don't win this game. I'm telling you right now. When's the last time over? the Titans right didn't now. turn the ball over? Two weeks ago right against now. Jacksonville, and they won. I know what's going to happen. Hey, we got to take a break. We're taking Foster a break. coming up next. Big Savagery on 104.5 The Zone.
1045 The Zone. If you're coming to the game, search us out. We're on the uh, the we shady. We're on the shady side of the stadium, man. It's always like ten degrees on the side of the stadium. It's like oh. the frozen tundra over here. <laughs> Feels good. It's football weather, man. I feel like it's like I don't know, kind of the start of fall when it feels really great and yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Kind of there. I just went in the pro shop. Yeah, we're Mama's right next about to, the to pro finish shop. her Christmas shopping here in about <laughs> you know a couple of breaks. Um, Ramon Foster from J Martin. Ramon joins us now. You can catch those guys every weekday morning from 6 until 10 on 104.5 The Zone. Big savagery. What's up, man? What's going on, gang? Man, and by the way, Babs, you can't be cold because from what I've been listening to, you came in super spicy today. She did come in spicy. <laughs> She's going all in on the Wait, 49ers. Tell me I'm wrong when you look at what this offensive line is going to look like. Tell me I'm wrong, Ramon. I mean, you, you're not wrong. It's, it's just the idea. I hadn't seen you get this spicy like this bad, but I just wanted to acknowledge it. That's all that was. You're not wrong. All right, we'll get into it. Uh, the first obvious question, uh, do you uh, have any desire to, to play one more game, Ramon Foster? <laughs> you know what, Brent, Rondon, it is the holiday season. I can always <laughs> use some holiday money, but I'm going to pass up on this one. I'm good. I'm so retired right now that it wouldn't even – I'm a civilian right now, man. So, no, I'm good to go. It sounds fun, but that pain would be hurtful. Like, <laughs> what would that be like? Like, to step out of retirement uh, almost two years in and and be and just, like, play a game out of nowhere. Like, what what would that experience be like, do you think? Man, it would be like the first year, first day of camp, like, every year. Like, that's the, the – <laughs> like, we used to write down in our, our springtime notebooks – Remember, the first week of camp is going to hurt. It's going to suck because you forget how much you hit. You forget how much your body has to get acclimated for, for from, like, your feet to your knees to your hips to your elbows. Like, everything has to get acclimated. You know the whole thing, well, I got to get in football shape or I got to get in basketball shape. Like, that's a real thing, man. So, it would be – I wouldn't even feel it tonight or tomorrow, I feel it like on Monday or Tuesday because that's when all that adrenaline leaves and my body's back to being normal. So, yeah, it would be it would be hot garbage, man. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Ramon Foster with us. So, what what do you think on the offensive line? I mean, it looks currently Quesenberry right tackle, Nate Davis right guard, Ben Jones center. And then it's Aaron Brewer left guard and Dylan Radens maybe at left tackle? Man, what well, he, he Dylan Radens played uh he played tackle in college. Again, I, I do think he may be a little bit, you know, behind as far as his development. He's a D two guy. I, I and, and I look at, you know, why he hasn't been elevated this year when he's been been readily available, it seems like in emergency situations. Well, now here's the emergency situation that, you know, nobody was really hoping for this year with a guy like him. If given this opportunity, though, I think he'll be fine. What does fine look like? Well, maybe that's just one sag. Maybe that's, you know, just one push in the backfield. The biggest thing for him is not having any mental errors. If he can handle the playbook as a young rookie, he'll be fine because most of the time, if you're strong enough and physical enough, which has been one of his knocks about his development from people that's been around him, he's got to get stronger, got to get stronger. Uh, if he can handle the mental part, everything else takes over because he is an athlete more than anything. Nick Bosa has got Ooh. to be licking his chops right now. 15 sacks, I think, right? Like, 
I mean, just phenomenal football player. Okay, I'm going to give you all a little secret about some of the best pass rushers in the league. They are very opportunistic, okay? they looking for an opportunity to sniff out. I don't want to say the weak link, but you guys know what I mean by that. If there's an opportunity for them to say, hey, I want this guy. I was talking to a football buddy of mine yesterday. I was like, team, guys like him look for the candy bar because everybody want a bite out of it. And that's what J.J. Watt has done. Um, you look at some of the guys in the league, like look at, uh, look at Big Jeff, the way they move him around, or Harold Landry. They game plan and do stuff to put guys like a Nick Bosa in position to make a big play. Why would you not do that? If he's proven that he can get to the quarterback a lot better than everybody else on your team, find me the candy bar. Case in point, last weekend, you knew Aaron Brewer isn't Roger Saffo, and that's no knock. Saffo's just that good. But first play of the game, where were they putting pressure at? He just got steamrolling. It was the worst play, worst way to start off a game with a TFL that far back. That gets you going. So that happened to me, too. I don't want to make it seem like I was invincible or anything like that. Hey, I got tested by Ron. You know who he is, Sean Ellis, big cat. Mm-hmm, big cat. He came and saw me with the Jets and was like, hey, I'm coming right here just so you know because you're the newbie. That's the part of life. You got to stand tall in them situations and earn your stripes. I got pushed back. Dylan Radins is probably going to get pushed up back if Dur- uh, Duran Gray is in there also. He's going to have, you know, a learning curve. That's the natural progression of what we like to call earning your stripes. I really like Arden Key, too, up there. I mean, they're, they're really active uh, on, on, uh, on their defense. And, and Fred Warner at middle linebacker is another guy that we're going to have to monitor. Oh. Really good player. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I said it on our scout meeting Wednesday. Um, he's probably the closest thing they've had to Pat Willis in a long, long time. And y'all know how good that dude was. Heck, he's in a conversation right now as far as being a Hall of Famer. And I think he only did like six or seven years. So I'll tell you about his impact as a player, man. And Fred Warner, he is as good as advertised. Like that. Savage, you're talking about a person licking their chops, ready to get to it. When you got what happened with Jeff Simmons, and I said it, you can call it disrespect, you can call it snub, whatever you call it, it's being left out and not mm-hmm. being patted on your back for what you feel like you went out and done. The man's trained all summer to get ready for this moment, and then he's on a winning team, and it's honestly anchoring that team. Like nothing else happens behind him if nothing is taken care of, uh, taken care of in the trenches. This man went on social media, put a line out there hunting, just to say what his mindset was going to be for this game. What do you expect from him coming into this matchup? Y'all know when they used to hand out, like, mixtapes at, like, uh, college, uh, you know, parties and stuff like that. Or you get a a demo disc from a new artist, and it says, for motivational purposes only. That's that's what that snub was, okay? Uh, And and it just so happens that news broke the day they have a game, or the day, uh, you know, the day before they have a game. So he gets an opportunity to go put that out there already. You know, he don't have mm-hmm. to sleep on Sunday. Um, he's going to be a guy that you're going to see a lot of emotions out of. He's going to be a guy that you're going to appreciate that you have on your team tonight. Like, I know that O-line for the 49ers is real good, but that chip on the shoulder that Jeff has is going to stay there. And you know who I've seen walk through this is the guy that actually beat him out, Cam Hayward. I saw yeah. him just begging for that, uh, that that recognition. And we said we want to. Everybody wants that pat on the back. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants that, hey, man, welcome to the club moment. 
And Jeff missed that, and Jeff has done enough for him to be able to get that invitation. It sucks because he plays D-tackle, and he's got three guys on that made Pro Bowl that you can't really say, man, no, we got to move him for you. DeForest Buckner, solid. Cameron Hayward, solid at an all-pro. Uh, and who's uh, Chris Jones? Solid mm-hmm. all-pro. Yeah. Buckner, he can get out. But Indy is hot. The fan base, for some reason, has come out of nowhere. And it's just a bad position. I've seen this story before, and it was Cam Hayward. The next year after that, Cam went to all he, – he, he made Pro Bowl and he made first-team all-pro. Mm. Again, this is for motivational purposes only tonight. Yeah. I love it. Ramon Foster with us. Uh, here's, here's one thing that I think needs to happen tonight. I think they've got to figure out a way to push the ball down the field. All right? Tannehill, take four steps, let it fly. San Francisco, number one in the NFL in pass interference. I'm taking shots at that. No doubt about it. And that's the reason you have so many people in the scouting department to figure that type of stuff out, the analytics. I don't think the Titans are a huge analytics team, but they are a team that, hey, they're a smart group, and that's what you better do. Emmanuel Mosley's not there. BFL, just got to throw that out there right now. Um, (laughs) um, But if, if you're smart about it, you do that. The thing is, though, Brent, as much as I'm riding with the idea that this group is going to band together, there will be a learning curve of maybe a quarter, a quarter and a half until they catch their time in as far as what Tannehill is doing to pocket with the new guys. So if he got time, I'm pushing it. If he doesn't, Brent, make this the fastest game in America tonight. Run that ball <laughs> and hit your quick plays and get out of that stadium with a dose. How much pressure do you think the defense feels to be next to perfect out there? A lot. Yeah. Uh, and they won't mention it because it's a team sport. It's a lot, Brent. And uh, I've been in that situation before to where they, they wouldn't say it to our faces um, when we had one of the best defenses in the world. And our offense was kind of doing this. It was kind of sputtering a little bit. But you hear the team meeting where the, where the D.C. defensive coordinator said, guys, we got to give this week. And you're just thinking to yourself. I know they're saying they got to give because – we're not holding up our end of the bargain. But, again, <laughs> it's three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. And uh, that defense is, is correcting itself from last year, and they're doing the job. And it's nobody's fault other than the injuries are terrible. COVID is terrible for a season like this. And you just say, man, thank y'all, and give them gift cards to Kane Prime or, or, or Bourbon <laughs> or something. <laughs> I love your honesty. By the way, if you're I'm listening real. and you don't know Ramon, he played for the Steelers. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 11 I'm years. being real. Yeah. Those locker room conversations where the defense is like, man, when y'all, you know that joking where you hear mm-hmm. the people jokes, man, when y'all going to get it together? I'm like, I don't yeah. believe it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How much pressure is there on Todd Downing? On Todd, a lot, because he's got to be creative with a little. And, and yeah. the reason I say that is because we're all judged off of just results. Um, and, and respectfully, I'll say this, okay? Nobody cares about the labor pain. Just deliver the baby, okay? Yeah. That's talking to a, a locker room full of guys. I, and, and Coach used to put that on us. Look, I don't care if we're down five men today. Just give me the baby, man, and the baby is a dove. And that's what they're gonna judge him on. And like when 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 Todd Downing's doing his review and trying to get a new contract, or you know he may be a head coach candidate somewhere. 
they're not going to look at, you know, oh, man, I'm sorry. And, and, that, uh, and that San Francisco game, y'all were down like seven guys on the offense, man. Okay, we'll, we'll forgive that. No. They want to see what your stat line was and if you want it. Yeah. And that's just the nature of the business. Get nasty. Get nasty. <laughs> Ramon Foster. At Ramon Foster on Twitter, uh, 11 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers to Don's Point and VFL. How about that Tennessee win against Arizona last night? Huh. Huge. Okay. I, I, I loved it. We were in my living room watching it uh, with the boys and stuff. And one of the biggest things I was telling them, because my kids are tall and naturally coaches want to put them at center. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, watch, watch Fulky, watch Fulky. Look at his move. Look at how patient he was. It was a lot that went into the game that I was impressed with, with how um, how good of a coaching job Rick Barnes did. And in that second half, they figured out, we can attack the post because Fulky is just so doggone savvy to where you have a guy who's going to be a bona fide first rounder and, and Kennedy Chandler that was making a point to dish the ball to him and let him do work and they fouled out three important guys on that team to where it was like, okay, that's the plan. Keep feeding him the ball. And just watching the unselfish play of, of all of those guys together. And uh, I even text Ron during the game. I'm like, you know, is this, this is a spot for a guy like the uh, Amani Bates, you know, where he can come to a team and develop. And the only reason I say that is because it's always Tennessee versus Memphis. But you see the development. You see the growth. Like the stuff that Chandler is doing – it's going to help him on the second level to where tonight might not be your night. You can score at will, but we got to win the game as a team. Yeah, yeah. That's spot on right there, Savage. What do you think about the entire landscape of what's going on up there in Knoxville? I got to hit it from you real quick because I ain't heard it. I ain't heard you on the radio. Like, you got Vitello. You got what he's doing. You got the Lady Vols who've only lost one game. You got Rick Barnes just beat the number six team in the nation. Hypo's coming off a great recruiting trip. And they didn't touch the transfer yeah. portal. Coming out for a great year, where do you think they're staying right now? It's in a good spot. Uh, it's in yeah. a real good spot. From the coaches you just named to the conversations from the student athletes up there to I talk to people that's in, you know, like the compliance and front office, like in the, in the media part. Everybody is excited. And I hadn't felt this type of excitement since 2005 maybe, 2006, mm. to where um, – it seemed like everybody's on the same doggone page on the same mission. You don't worry about an AD trying to get his guy in because everybody you got in is good. You don't worry about a coach trying to say, hey, don't go to that game, like come to this game. You had football players at the Lady Vols game. You had the men's basketball team at the Lady Vols game. And you see a bunch of support from baseball to football to track to volleyball. There's a lot mm-hmm. of that going on. And I'm excited. I'll say this, Ron. I love it. I can't wait to go back. But, of course, all of that means nothing if we don't start getting dubs and continue to keep in there. I saw the men's baseball team got snubbed as far as the top 25, too. So, yeah. we'll see how that turns out. All right, Ramon, who wins tonight? Oh, Brent, why'd you do this? I didn't even do it on my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ain't on your show. You're on our show. Yep, this is how we roll. Oh, all right, so it's too much against them tonight, y'all. I'm going to be real. Uh, like, that, that line getting it together with as many weapons that that San Francisco team has and hearing Mike Keith talk to uh, Greg Popper, who's the voice of the 49ers, speak about that team, they have what they like to call a little momentum. And it's going to be a physical game. Um, I got to go low scoring, 3, 13, 49 
What was that, 23-13? Is that what you said? 23-13. Yeah, over-under is like 44 points. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. definitely under. Mm-hmm. And I think this defense of the Titans is going to play this group really well. It's just a matter of who they actually going to have out there. Right. And how long they're going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part because this is what's so scary about if Darren Gray or Kendall – I mean, not Kendall Lamb, but if Dylan Raiden's play. They hadn't had this many reps before, not even in yeah. practice since camp yeah. ended. Yeah. And True. that's the part in which I'm, I'm hoping they make it out healthy. And certainly not this many real reps. Yeah. Even if no. you go back and look at how often he actually played in college his last year, too. That's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. One game in two years. It is. And yep. mind you this, too. Eric Armstead is a friggin' stud at deep tackle. Yep. Mind you, Nate's had an okay year. I wish he was having a way better year. And then you got Aaron Brewer out there, too. Like... It's, you, you overcompensate Ben will probably have to do a whole lot of work up the middle tonight, but they're going to attack the core of that offensive line, and um, I'm hoping to keep this, this game plan very simple and just work methodically down the field tonight for this Titans offense. Like that. 15, Chip away. 15 Chip yards, away. shotgun snaps, and throw it as far as you can. Screen, <laughs> run, 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 screen. Screen, quick hitters. Welcome back 11, right? Yeah. Yep. Hey, yeah, Ramon. Yeah. Hey, great stuff, man. Appreciate you. Uh, six to ten weekdays on 104.5 The Zone at Ramon Foster. Thanks, buddy. Y'all have a good one. All right, there he is, Ramon Foster. When we come back, Jim Wyatt will join us. Again, uh, as, uh, as Don just said, A.J. Brown is up and active. active. Tonight, Julio Jones also practiced fully yesterday. So, for the first time in a long time, you got both those guys on the outside. We'll talk to Jim Wyatt next on 104.5 The Zone. There you go, 104.5 The Zone. Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, Ron Slay, broadcasting live outside Nissan Stadium. Yes. Next to the Pro Shop. And you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait since we got somebody. Dang it, Because I got something to say. Huh? <laughs> so all I was gonna, no, all I was going to say is, man, I hear y'all. Babs, Savage, I hear y'all. You can't talk me off this ledge, man. I just think it's different, man. I man, I know what it's like when you done been disrespected, man, and you got to go out there on national television in front of everybody, and ain't nobody playing no games. Only you. They got to watch you, man. The defense gonna score. That's right. Keep it off, Kirby. Kirby. The defense gonna score. I'm telling you right now. Kirby. What's gonna happen? Jeffrey Simmons, not Big Jeff. He gonna go back to Jeffrey. Jeffrey Simmons is about to wreck <laughs> havoc. Man, he gonna be all in uh, oh, Jimmy G little pocket. Yeah. There's only so much Man. you can do. Well, it's gonna be enough. I'm just. Saying. It's gonna be enough tonight. I'm telling. You. If let's, this right. was any of, if this was Sunday, I'd be like, yeah, y'all got it. Let's, J- not tonight. Let's talk to Jimmy. Jim Wyatt. Jim Wyatt gonna think. Yeah, like not y'all. Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> but Jimmy Wyatt uh, joins us from TennesseeTitans.com. Jim, what's up? How are you, man? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Beautiful day here for a Thursday night football game. It is. It is, a, it it is, is a beautiful day at Nissan Stadium for a Thursday night game, and the Titans making a lot of moves. One of them is, of course, AJ Brown being elevated today. That's huge. Yeah, that's the good news, certainly. And uh, you know, you kind of felt like it was coming. He'd been working to try to get himself ready so he'd be available the minute he was eligible, and that's what happened. So. 
They've got A.J. Brown back. Julio Jones is available. I thought Buck put it pretty well on the show today, just saying that Julio's available because you just don't know. Haven't really been able to predict too much about what he's going to be able to give you from week to week, but he is uh, expected to play. So Ryan Tannehill will have his weapons uh, at his disposal. It's just going to be a matter of, uh, of if he has time to get him the football, which I'm sure you guys are going to ask me about it, the protection. <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah i mean at, at the end of the day like jim. what do you uh, uh, jimmy what do you do <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's crazy because it's a short week and then what you're still you know in the short week what you practiced even yesterday and what you went through you know on the during the jaws through with on wednesday is not what you're going to be able to use a day later because of the latest which is kendall lamb uh, going on the COVID list. We knew that Taylor Wan wasn't going to be available. You know, it looked like Roger was going to be able to. I think he would have been playing this week after missing on Sunday with the shoulder, but then he gets taken out with COVID. So you got two, uh, your starting tackle, uh, and then your backup, top backup uh, is now unavailable and your starting left guard. So I think at guard, you know, the answer is probably pretty simple. You'll slide Brewer in there. What happens at tackle, you're kind of limited on what you can do. I mean, because you just don't have enough uh, guys who have worked there. So I think who slides into the conversation has got to be Dylan Radins. They they signed Kristen DeLauro from the practice squad, at least elevated him for the game, so he's available. But um, you're just limited on what you can do, and I think that's where Raidens comes in the conversation. And uh, so hit on Raidens because I actually had somebody on Twitter that said, who's that? (laughs) So Now he's a a second-round pick. I mean, he was highly touted, drafted. We just haven't seen a lot of him, Jim. Yeah, yeah, and he, I mean, he's the guy that was drafted to to be playing right now, to be honest yeah. with you, instead of David Quisenberry. And, uh, and just because they have, you know, worked him at, you know, at guard and tackle, and they've kind of been patient with him as far as his development goes, he just hasn't uh, played. And, you know, some of it is obviously on him, and he's got to grow up pretty fast here if he's going to be the guy in the lineup tonight. I mean, he's very talented. I think this time next year, I think he'll be one of the team starters, but uh, this is ahead of that. And uh, he has improved, no doubt, while he's been on, you know, on the practice field. But it's one thing being on the practice field, the one thing playing against a team that's got a very talented pass rusher in Bosa and against the 49ers team that's got 36 sacks on the year. So uh, it's a big challenge, but it's a big challenge for everybody. I mean, not just whoever the right tackle is or whoever the left tackle is, but whoever the right tackle is, the right guard, the center, left guard. I mean, this is a, this is a big matchup, and the Tides have to be able to run the ball well, I think, to, to really stay in this game. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's an obvious question. Uh, can the offensive line hold up with with guys like Nick Bosa running around? The other obvious question is, can they protect the football? Because I mean that's the stat everybody's been throwing around. The last three losses, thirteen turnovers. They have got to figure out a way to to protect the ball. No doubt. I mean, you've start, in the last three losses is thirteen oh two, thirteen giveaways, yeah. zero takeaways, and you're not going to win many games like that. Uh, so I think that's you know, obviously 
you know, not turn the ball over. I know the defense all week has talked about need to do their part. They need to create turnovers. They need to make some plays themselves. So, you know, the turnover is turnover battle is important. I think you know, I mentioned running the football. I think you know being able to run it is big for a number of reasons. And one of it is obviously it helps you stay out of those third and longs where the yeah. 49ers can just come at you. But another part of it is if you're running the ball with some success, you can get some of that play action to work and you can take some shots downfield. Uh, so, so that, that, you know, when you have a running, uh, an offensive line that's banged up, that's what you try to do is you try to establish the run. There he is. He's Jim Wyatt. Follow his stuff. TennesseeTitans.com. Also at Jay Wyatt sports on Twitter. Uh, Jimmy, appreciate you, man. Uh, have fun tonight. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it. There he is, Jim Wyatt. Um, you know, it's interesting, too, uh, from a defensive standpoint, 49ers have uh, the best offensive lineman in football, left tackle Trent Williams. Uh, so they will try to run behind him. They'll get some combo blocking going with him, and the defense is going to have to step up. And, and that's that's the thing. Like, there's no margin for error no. out there. Right, like so, I get that Elijah Mitchell is going to miss his third straight game, but Jeffrey Wilson for the Forty ers hundred ten yards and a touchdown on the ground last week against Atlanta. Um, so th- that's going to be key. Can you run the football, like he said, stay out of third and long? Because third and long tonight is a death down. Yeah, I mean, yep. you cannot be in third and long. You can't, yeah, because they can tee off. Mm-hmm. So run the football, stop the run, protect the ball. These are some of the keys yeah. to the game. Yep. And I I, I want to add on that just by saying, like, I know a lot of people are probably like, man, it's like crazy, man. That man's just thinking that it can be. Listen, <laughs> if, if you're proactive. I didn't say that, by the way. No, no I know, not you. I love you, Babs. But I'm I mean, I might have been thinking that, yeah. but. It felt like it. She might but, say it later. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. If you can be proactive like <laughs> instead of reactive in this situation, I think you can get ahead of it. You know what I'm saying? Like like y'all saying, you got to run the ball. You got to be able to control the trenches a little bit and at least just have them on their heels thinking, if I rush up the field and they get by me, that's a six to six to seven-yard gain every time. Then the play action comes in effect. So I just think, man, you got to go You got to go in attack mode. There ain't no way you can get sit. You can say hut and sit back and let the, the lineman catch Bosa. If you catch Bosa, you're going to catch a lot more problems than just Bosa. But see, then you worry, you say proactive, then you mm-hmm. worry that these guys that are playing on that line together for probably the first time yeah. are going to need some time to ease in together, too, on top of it. And and so who does that fall on, Todd Downey? Yeah, right? without question. You're right. Without question. So got to figure it out. Slay is Titans win. Don is 49ers win. I haven't decided yet. I'm going to listen to both of your arguments. As okay, continue. Mayor. But here, here's, I'm mayoral. just going to skate right just, in the middle oh, here. No, I'll, I'll make a pick. Happy. I will I'll make a pick. I will make a pick. <laughs> hey, when we come back, a Tennessee, University of Tennessee ball catcher has decided to come back. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Wait a second. Thanks. I've heard this before. Groundhog Day. We'll be right back. <laughs> Nissan State of 3HL 104.5 The Zone.